0: You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Podcast Network. Find all of our shows at WeAre Libertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Podcast Network. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Podcast Network. Find all of our shows at We Are Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for being here today. We're going to talk a little bit about the American Innovation and Choice Online Act that is in Congress now with David B. McGarry. First, we just want to thank our sponsors and we want to uh, thank our patrons. You can get bonus content and access to complete archives of the show and ad free episodes if you hit joinwallplus.com. Thank you especially to our $100 a month members, John Pusilo, Vincent Peichol, Lars Nordskog, Jake E. Dell, Matthew Durbin, Reinhold, Christy Avery, and Jason Doolittle. We also want to thank our main sponsor for this episode, Iconic Insurance. 15% of Americans are left to find health insurance on their own. And if that's you, my buddy Matt Allen over at Iconic Insurance can help you. Visit iconic-insurance.com slash libertarians to get started. He he just helps you find good insurance. He's he's not out there trying to sell you some weirdo, witch rude concoction of health insurance. He's going to help you find good choices. So, let's get into the episode today. Like I said, my guest is David me- David B. McGarry, excuse me, who's a consort con- David, I really... I promise I can talk. Uh, usually, <laughs> uh, he is a cons... Consumer Choice Fellow with Young Voices. He's a staunch defender of liberty and American institutions, so you know he's welcome here. And he writes extensively on privacy and tech policy. Uh, Thank you so much for being here, David. I really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So, I want to have you on to talk about the American Innovation and Choice Online Act, because I've never heard of it until our friends over at Young Voices pitched me our article, sent it to me, and I read it, and my jaw fell to the floor. Um, it's, it's sort of hard to find out what's happening in Congress and how they're screwing things up. So really appreciated your article. I think it was in National Review, correct? That's right. Oh, well, that, it's a, a dream of mine. So I'm very uh, jealous that you have achieved that in your career. Congratulations. Uh, can, let's start with, you know, what I'll call a COA. What does it do? What is Congress attempting to do? And where is it at in the process?
1: So that's a that's a very good question, um, and on on this act, it's actually a slightly better question than it than um, than it might seem from from the from the outset. So, the American Innovation and Choice Online Act is trying to crack down on big tech companies, um, and if that seems like a general goal, that that's a that's a that's a fair assumption to make. It, it's a very it's a very general bill that lays out some. Very broad categories of behavior that are to be labeled anti-discriminatory, um, and the bill targets and is specifically written with um, with uh, income and user thresholds to target the very biggest companies like Amazon and Microsoft and Apple. Um, so, uh, among the among the new the new sins of self uh, of uh, of self-aggrandizement and self-referencing is is this this. Um, This practice, which is actually called self-referencing. So, let's get into this. Basically, self-referencing is where a business uses its status as a platform to sell its own goods. So, the easiest definition of this is Amazon um, promoting their own products with Amazon Basics. Now, this is not a um, discriminatory business practice. Um, No,
0: like you go to Walmart and you can get a Quate brand. Why would right, and it, actually, yeah why would it be a problem if Amazon has I have Amazon basic moving boxes coming today what's the problem with that
1: well that's that's the whole that's kind of the whole point um, that critics of this bill are talking about which is that especially um, in in areas like uh, generic drug markets, we like self-referencing. It gives us um, it gives us cheaper products, and it gives us products from a brand that we can trust. If you can just walk into, say, a CVS and you can buy their generic Zyrtec, or you can buy their uh, generic uh, aspirin or Motrin or whatnot, you know that you're getting a good product. You know that you're getting a um, a cheaper product than if you were paying for the name brand. And actually, even though we think of Platforms like Amazon, like CVS, like Walmart, like Costco, as established actors in their field, they're established as platforms, and by entering into these other markets, such as um, medications, they serve as disruptors in these uh, fields that they're entering. Um, so that's it. That, so self referencing is um, one of the main things that is going to be looked unfavorably upon by uh, by American Innovation and Choice Online, um, and also there's another very concerning. Um there's another very concerning uh ban on on uh platforms and this is a very broad definition of platform to be clear um making the products um uninteroperable and so this takes a this takes us to the question of what is a what is an interoperable product and basically what that means uh is that the product of one company to be interoperable with the product of another company has to work perfectly so the perfect example of this for, is um, is the AirPods and, and actually Apple's entire suite of products, which, are, which are, uh, are, are designed to work in their ecosystem, right? They're designed to work together as a unit and they function best if you're using your iPad connected to your iPhone, connected to your Mac, connected to your iWatch, connected to your AirPods um that's part of why you
0: like it is because it's all one single ecosystem that you can work it within It's, and then when you see elizabeth warren saying we need to change the lightning connector because i don't like it i don't get
1: that that
0: doesn't make sense to me what why what is their complaint with this
1: so you're entirely right it doesn't make sense from a consumer perspective because when you have these uh integrated uh uh innovative Unique ecosystems. You're getting a better user experience. You're getting a better consumer experience. And what people like Elizabeth Warren or Amy Klobuchar, who is the big driver behind um, American innovation and choice, is that they are actually just pretty upset in a traditional um, left wing democratic way. They're just pretty upset with big business, and they don't like the fact that there are corporations that exceed exceed a certain size and have a certain market share, um, and they think it's time to bust. Up those corporations, um, or at least hamper their um, at least hamper their operations. Um, and also, like I said, the thresholds for this bill are set to only cover a very few of the very biggest corporations. Right. So we're not talking about anti-competitive practices that are um, actually, or I should say, what what the lawmakers are claiming, like Warren and like are. Um, what they're claiming to be anti-competitive practices, they're not actually banning those practices. They're only hamstringing the biggest corporations because big equals bad. Um, this is actually part of a resurgence um, on the left of what's called neo-Brandeisian uh, neo uh, which goes back to Louis Brandeis um, in the progressive movement of the early 20th century, um, where again, the assumption was big equals bad. Therefore, it is the government's job to come in and Presume malice on the part of the large corporations um, that are deploying economies of scale to consumer benefit, and um, bust them up or hamper their operations in whatever way that you can.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, a company like Facebook will just not innovate itself into another generation of existence. Like <laughs> at one time, these companies seem completely untouchable, and then all of a sudden, eh, I don't want to play with you anymore. You know, like that. It's it's. I, I guess. My dad had a friend, and she worked at a cannery in Lebanon, Indiana, and they canned green beans. And it was the same green beans, it was the same aluminum tin, but it was a bunch of different labels. From everything from Walmart to Aldi to, you know, your your name brand green beans. You know, a lot of these generics that they're selling... They're, those are companies that are like, it's not like Amazon owns a box factory and is sending me these bankers boxes to put my books in. They're just putting their name on it, correct? So why would they want to put those third-party vendors out of business or have they not thought that through because they're so uneducated about how industry works?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think you've hit the nail on the head. Um, there's a lot of online regulations that are being proposed right now um both at the federal level and at the state level um that only makes sense to people who haven't done their homework um <laughs> it's a sort of cavalier um gallivanting into a whole, not only a whole new market because the the internet is comprised of just numerous numerous markets and it's always changing it's always shifting it's always morphing into something that's just a little bit different and um these legislatures, legislators, um, and regulators who obviously have no idea what you're talking about, or what they're talking about, excuse me, and if you don't believe me, just go and watch a single tech hearing, um, (laughs) where they where they start just getting the most basic facts wrong. They're just, um, they're just sort of taking their antiquated, like I said, a lot of this goes back to progressive era, um, debunked economics, and they're taking these outdated notions um and they're trying to just apply it to a new um a new part of our lives um without much thought for how that's actually going to affect the consumer um and i'm actually sort of glad that you brought up brought up uh the the ways that this is going to harm not only concern consumers but other vendors because a lot of times having uh having platforms that serve as gatekeeper functions or excuse me that serve gatekeeper functions um is actually incredibly beneficial to smaller consumers. Because if you can get your product on Amazon, if you can say, if you're an app developer who is able to clear all the hurdles and get yourself onto an app store, you now have access to a whole new market. And you don't have to worry about things like, how am I going to secure, say, if you if you just made a new game? You don't have to worry about how you're going to secure a payment system. On a, mobile, on a mobile device, right? Because you know that if you get onto the app store, that customers are going to come onto that app store, see your game, trust that the app store has done the vetting, then feel safe to download your game. And then any um, any purchases that need to be made, whether that's in-app or just at the very beginning, um, at the point of download, those purchases will be processed through Apple Secure Payment System. So you don't have to worry about taking, you don't have to worry about uh. uh securing that facet of um of of your business. And so and there's all kinds of benefits um and this this bill is just the more you think about it the worse it gets. Um and there's so many different ways to come at it about about the negative economic consequences that will result if it goes through. Um, it just brought everyone out of the woodwork. Um it even brought art laffer out of retirement to to mm-hmm. to do some work on this just to show how just incredibly foolish this is, um, for, for consumers, how it won't actually accomplish the goals that it's trying to accomplish. And it's just going to make America less innovative, less dynamic. Um, and in a time of inflation and shall we say, uh, uh unsure and unstable economics in this country, it's just going to add more prices to consumers. And it's just honestly, at the end of the day, going to make, um, going to make, the country and the economy works for everyone except for the legislatures or the legislators who are going to be able to campaign on this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've had apps rejected from the iTunes store in the past, and they they filter every RSS feed just to make sure it it meets technical compliance and that it's not spam. Uh, and that's sort of what, you know, Walmart has a, a very, it's a hard process to get into Walmart. They're sort of infamous for beating people up. But you kind of want to get in there as a vendor. You want to make it because they're putting their reputation on the line and their product that that generic product needs to be as good as the name brand product that Johnson and Johnson's putting out there. So they're doing some vetting. You know, the app store is like, like you said, helping provide certain functions, including consumer protection. So when you have something like the Consumer Protection Bureau, which was set up by Elizabeth Warren, that has been completely ineffectual, has not done anything, and has not protected anybody it just got gutted by trump i I don't understand how this will further protect consumers by presumably breaking up the app store too like is the and why is ted cruz in on this (laughs) like i thought he was a small government guy Are, are republicans jumping on this because somehow they think that doing these activities that we've talked about are somehow going to teach these companies a lesson about free speech
1: Yeah. So, so I want to hit two points there. Um, So first quickly about uh, consumer welfare, Um, this bill actually, in addition to all of its economic flaws, um, basically says that if you give your data to platforms, say you give your credit card information to Amazon, um, that platform will not be allowed to withhold that data from um, third party vendors. So essentially you've given your credit card information to Amazon and you buy uh, a night table say from a third party um who is advertising or who is advertising and selling on amazon's a- property chinese or on company, their platform yeah so there is a cutout for china but i there is a there is a cutout for chinese companies here to protect against data going to ch- going directly to the ccp but i think i think there's we'll, we'll just set up in china like to get around that
0: well yeah we'll just set up in vietnam and then funnel it back to china like so they're exactly. they're, so now, they're yeah. forcing the companies to give our financial information to third party vent i Specifically yeah. buy on Amazon and not some shady website because I, I, I presumably Amazon's done some sort of vetting, right? Because I've, I trust Amazon. Why would right, they do
1: that? that? That's 100% right. I mean, and again, you give your credit card information to Amazon so that that, so that that doesn't have to go to a million different people um, who you're actually buying the products from. Or for those of us who will try to use PayPal whenever we can when we're making purchases online because then you are giving your information to PayPal and PayPal acts as an intermediary to keep your data safe. Um, And the uh, American innovation and choice just completely tears that down. Now um, to get to, get to what you were asking about Ted Cruz um, and Josh Hawley also gets in on this circus. Um, There's a certain part, there's a certain faction of populist Republicans right now who are out to get big tech. They decided that um, big tech is censorious, um, which is an argument that does have some merit Um, they've decided that, uh, big tech is, is, is radically left wing, which again is an argument that has some merit. And I suspect I would have some disagreements with, uh, Cruz and Holly as to the extent of it, because I think they get pretty extreme on these things. But, but regardless, um, both of those senators have been more or less explicit that this is just the best, the best weapon that they have right now. This is this is just what they have it's what's being proposed it's what they think they can get bipartisan support for and because of that they're just going to go ahead and you know club these companies which again they've decided are the enemies of the American people capital a capital P uh, superscript TM afterwards <laughs> um, and they're 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 just going to bash people um I I I without getting into into their personal motives and how cynical those may be um, they're 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 going to they're going to just continue this crusade of sacrificing um, traditional conservative values. Um, and in the case of Ted Cruz, his, he will sacrifices any kind of small liberal libertarian credibility that he had in order to fight these culture war fights.
0: We're 15 minutes into this and I'm more annoyed than I was when I read your article. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's not you, David. Uh, so <laughs> talk a little bit about how this would be enforced and, I'm guessing it's gonna mean more bureaucrats and giving more money to some administrative state branch.
1: Yeah, so this is this is this is something that makes the Cruz Hawley populist Republican support for this bill even more infuriating than it otherwise would be. Um, the standard conservative argument about expansions of government or go governmental power is what happens when the other side gets this power, right? This is the sort of uh, the 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 conceit of of much of of much of the constitutional structure that the founders put into place, which is we need to set up a situation where um, we're not getting these factional tyrannies um, uh, fighting against each other and limiting the people's rights. So instead of that, what Cruz and Holly are proposing is let's hand this power directly to. The FTC, and directly to Lena Khan, and Lena Khan is for those of for for those of your um, of your audience who might not be familiar with her. She is um, the new uh, the new chair of the FTC, and she's one of the most radical. Um, she's one of the most radical people who have occupied that that position in decades. Um, she is hellbent on reversing the standards of antitrust enforcement from consumer welfare to. The neo-brandizing view of big is bad. So, in line with the bill, that, the, with this bill that we've been talking about, um, she's more than happy to to take the take a sledgehammer to consumer interests in order to fight her ideological crusade against bigness. Um, and again, Cruz and Holly are proposing that we just hand this hand this loaded gun straight to a a proud radical and i mean and i don't I, i'm not trying to use inflammatory language here i think words like radical are thrown around a lot just to sort of I, I would imagine but it's she, something
0: she would say about herself correct
1: a hundred percent she she is on a crusade to to reverse um reverse the course of of uh, antitrust in this country she's explicit about that her her defenders are explicit about that her critics are explicit about that she's being very clear about who she is and what she wants um and she's also incredibly aggressive. Um, we've seen, she's changed some standards at the FTC to make it easier to go after companies. Um, and for example, she's, um, she's been incredibly aggressive up to this point um, with some of her actions, uh, actions against Meta, for example. Um, and that's the person who's gonna be in charge of enforcing these things. And something that I think is really important to understand about American innovation and choice I'm getting back to what I was talking about at the beginning. That um, there's very broad categories of misbehavior laid out in this bill. Is that there are broad categories, as the American Bar Inst- uh, American Bar Association, excuse me, has pointed out. Um, the drafters eschewed traditional antitrust language that has sort of developed meaning over decades of use and litigation um, for new language that is similarly broad, but because there's no history or tradition behind it or or legal past behind it. Um, this new language is incredibly um, subject to interpretation, and again, who's going to do that interpretation? Lena Khan, FTC, right now. Um, so, uh, so these broad categories are 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 going to be, I think, um, I think it's reasonable to expect that they're going to be interpreted to their fullest extent, which can get really, really, really scary, really, really fast.
0: Well, and consumers will lose out because instead of paying. Twenty-four dollars for the ten boxes because I have too many books and I've got to put some in the basement. Uh, I'm going to pay forty-two for the Banker's Box brand. Like it just doesn't, anyways. Uh, so, what what are the like? What's the likelihood of this passing? Where does it go from here?
1: Yeah. So um, there was a there was a good chance that it was going to to pass this summer. Um, it came out of the Judiciary Committee at the beginning of the year. It looks like through the through the august recess it's it's on hold it may come back up in the fall um like i said there was a real outpouring of sort of confusion and uh disgust and criticism um that that really ramped up over the late spring and early summer which was really good to see because it shows that there's a lot of people who are paying attention to this Um, and so at least for the next couple months um this is this has been tabled Uh, but, but it will, I think it will come up again, um, in some form. And if it isn't this specific bill, it will certainly come up in some other form.
0: All right, David B. McGarry, shameless self-promotion time. Where can people follow you and where, what would you like them to do when they get there?
1: Yeah, please. So, um, follow me on Twitter at David B. McGarry. Um, you'll find pretty much everything that I do and if it's podcasts or other media hits or if it's my writing, um, I'll post it there. And also some hot takes as well, eventually, which I, I mean, I, I like to think my, my takes are not only hot, but they're also, um, shall we say, they're also uh, uh, meaningful. So I, I, try to, I try to find that balance. Well, an informative uh, hot
0: take on consumer protection. Give me that web address again. I'm on my way.
1: Yes. So, twitter.com slash David B. McGarry, I believe, is how you find me. And then also, you can find a slightly more thoughtful, slightly longer form. Um, series of posts for me on my Substack, which is called The Thoughtful Spot. Um, and I hope everyone checks that out as well.
0: Awesome. It was great to have you on the program. Really enjoyed talking to you. Thanks for being here.
1: Thank you so much. I had a total blast.
0: Thanks for listening to The Chris Spangle Show. If you learned something, please share this with your friends and just say, hey, listen to this. You're going to learn something. We really do appreciate your time, and we will see you again soon. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.